You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Gardner fucking Minshew is about to Nick Foles, Nick Foles. You heard it here first, right out of Garage Guy Chase's mouth. What's up? Welcome to episode 98 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, brought to you by Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page. If you go to patreon.com slash garage guys right now, you can go check out blog posts, DFS rankings, and articles from me and Drew Dean. So get over there today patreon.com slash garage guys we are killing the game in dfs right now um drew is a multiple time tournament winner i just had my first two tournaments i won in nascar recently like won some money off some showdowns tonight like we're we're just we're, we're living life and we're living that dfs life and we're loving it we have our rankings put up there drew puts a lot of hard work and time into these rankings for nfl and nascar and drew is a proven winner He's going to help you win. So go to patreon.com slash garage guys. Become a patron today. I just announced on uh, on Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Twitter that we're doing a giveaway as well. Uh, NASCAR Heat 4 is officially out. Uh, we have a copy of it on Xbox One that we're giving away. In order to win it, uh, you can whether you're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you just like and share uh, make sure you're following the page, uh, whatever platform you're using. And then there's ways to get extra entries. So you can get two extra entries if you write a review and rate our podcast, whether it be Apple or Stitcher. Unfortunately, you can't do it on Spotify, but any of those platforms where you can rate and review, do that. You'll get two entries and just send us a screenshot saying that you did it. And if you become a patron and you're a patron on our Patreon page, you get five entries to win this game. So don't sleep on that NASCAR Heat 4. The NASCAR Heat series in general is just electric, especially if you're a NASCAR fan. It's just an awesome way to drive a lot. of. There are people literally making money right now driving for teams but doing e-NASCAR. So they've got a lot of stuff going on. 704 Games, shout out to them. Um, got to play a copy of it, and it's an electric video game. Done a lot of work, and they're just going to keep making more and more uh, NASCAR Heat games. They're going to make them better and better. I cannot wait for that throwback edition where I can like run Jeff Gordon's Rainbow Warrior car or run Dale Earnhardt's uh, legendary Good Wrench number three. Like that's one idea right there, 704, that you need to hit up. Please do that for me. Sincerely, Garage Guy Chase, if you're listening. But episode 98, uh, tonight, it's, it's nighttime right now, by the way, but wherever you are listening to this right now, this show, on this particular episode, Drew is off in Chicago. Uh, if you follow him on Twitter, at Drew Dean, you can see that uh, he, he didn't get to watch the chosen one ball out. Shout out Gardner Minshew. Didn't get to watch him ball out, but he was at a Cubs game tonight. So he will be back with us come uh, Monday for Monday's episode. But I just got done watching this Jags-Titans game. Really, honestly, thought it was going to be a shit show. And it turned out to be pretty good because Gardner fucking Minshew. That's why. Gardner proved tonight 
that he has what it takes to be a starting quarterback for this team. I know fantasy purposes, he had 17.96 points on DK, but the man got the job done. Two touchdowns, 204 passing yards, um, had four rushing attempts, and had about 18 yards rushing. Uh, ultimately won this game for Jacksonville. Tennessee looked like a shit show, man. Like Marcus Mariota, uh, even though he got 18 fantasy points on DK, just was not the kind of performance I thought. Like, And unfortunately for me, I started Tennessee's defense in the GGFS Pro League like a fucking idiot. And that's honestly because probably should have checked my shit a little bit better. But I have the Saints defense sitting there playing against Seattle in Seattle next week. So out of the two options, you know, I figured that probably would be the better way to go, especially right now with everything that's going on with the Saints. So hopefully they prove me wrong this week and they can keep their head above water. So going to definitely get into that game. But uh, just a nice performance by Jacksonville. The, the defense was dominant, even with all the news surrounding Jalen Ramsey, you know, wanting to leave. I have to wonder now, like, and everybody has to wonder now, like after this, like it's like, okay, obviously it's not really like maybe the style of player or whatever, but I don't think Jalen would be stupid enough to be premature on his decision to like walk out on a team after like two games. But if they're winning ball games, Gardner's doing the damn thing, does, does Jalen change his mind now? Dude literally was at a point to where he was like ready to fist fight um, on Sunday and we had discussed it a little bit on the last episode, but now he's come out. He said he wants a trade. So it's just going to be interesting kind of like to watch that storyline and see what happens with Jalen. I even read something today that like somebody had put on Twitter that like he was interested in possibly going to the Lions, which I find hard to believe. But there's some shit and there's some speculation. He's liking some posts from the Lions. So you know how that goes in the news. Whenever someone likes posts or unfollows people nowadays, that typically can show you where they're about to go next because that's 2019 and that's the world we live in. So, yeah, be on the lookout because, like, like for me, like if I like a lot of posts from, like, Raising Canes, I might be going to work there. You never really know. Got to watch out. It's 2019. But uh, in in reality, I, I have no... Uh, earthly idea where he might go, but I definitely don't think it's going to be the Lions. Um, I know Jalen wants that ring. If anything, I think he would probably get picked up by Bill. Bill Belichick had a funny meme I uh, was sent this week uh, showing Bill Belichick walking out and like <clears throat> talking about like Jalen Ra- getting Jalen Ramsey for like a six round pick, and he's just like like WWE sound effects, and he's just like stunting on motherfuckers, just walking out. Just that's what Bill Belichick does. He's already got one guy that um, that a company's already parted ways with because of their uh, their shenanigans and their attitude or whatever. So might as well bring in another loud mouth. Gotta love it. Patriots dynasty. What a show. Another thing that I find worrying um, or worrisome uh, is Leonard Fournette's production. So other than the one big breakout run that he had tonight, Leonard is just not looking that great. He had 15 rushing attempts for 66 yards. Uh, The one thing that saved his ass in PPR was the six receptions and 26 yards he got from that. He had like a total of 15.2 fantasy points on DK. It's looking rough because for for everyone out there that drafted Leonard, and and you you know you put a lot of a lot of backing behind him to draft him at the position that you did. So hopefully he can get that shit turned around. It always sucks seeing you know Louisiana Louisiana boys um, not having the best time or not being able to produce as well on the field. So 
And Le- Leonard was just such a crazy, incredible rusher when he was in college. And I mean, he had some, you know, some some highs since he's been in the NFL. But I know that that ankle just fucked him up for for so long. But I want to see Leonard be good, and everybody that drafted him did too. I just hope he can kind of find his way because it's not been looking hot, and it's got a lot of fantasy owners worried right now. So definitely keep an eye out for Leonard Fournette. And you know, I, I personally think that if you can get value for him like if there's somebody in your league that's like an LSU fan or just a Jags fan or just a Leonard Fournette fan in general and you can get some decent value at like RB or wide receiver from that um go with it but you have to also think that he's going to be able to bounce back and maybe this is just sluggish but I'll give you this tip right here in the next two weeks if Leonard Fournette has a huge fucking game and just goes completely ham I feel like it's only going to be up from there because obviously with Jacksonville losing Nick Foles you know energy is a big thing with me and obviously they thought that this league this year was going to be shitty the Jalen Ramsey shit come out for the Jaguars if Minshew gets out here keeps balling out making these throws and these plays um, and they keep getting these wins I feel like it's going to do a lot to boost the team morale one thing I love about Minshew is the fact that he's actually throwing this ball to Leonard. So, it, the more that this the more that this continues, and and the longer that that this builds up, as long as he's still getting those receptions, I, I think that it's only up. So he's gonna have a breakout. A lot of people are gonna be tempted to sell right at that moment. I'm saying hold on to him at that point because if he does have that in the next two weeks, if he pops off. I think it's only going to be up from there, especially if this Jags team keeps this good morale um, and rolling forward. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited to see them, and I'm, I'm ready to see what they're doing and, and watch them and how they're going to progress. So they just got to keep the positivity and the momentum, and they got the, the, the beautiful stash back there behind them. And I'm such a, such a Minshew fanboy at this point in the season. We're only in week three, and I'm already fanboying over a quarterback. So that's where we're at, Garage Guys, fanboying over Gardner Minshew. And speaking of, Go get your Chosen One tee right now. That's right. We've released the Gardner Minshew Chosen One tees. You can just send $20 to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports PayPal. It's garageguysfantasysports at gmail.com. Send $20, your name, your address, and your shirt size, and we will get you a Chosen One tee out to you. ASAP. You can see that shirt on our Twitter page at GGFS Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I've got it posted everywhere. So instead of using the Teespring store, we're doing things a little bit differently now with some of these shirts. Just send 20 bucks to Garage Guys Fancy Sports PayPal. We'll get your shirt on the way. The chosen one. You better be quick too, because you never know when somebody is gonna report this shirt to the Jacksonville Jaguars and then the law team's gonna reach out to you. So you gotta be very careful. A lot, a lot of people out there that should be scheming. So you gotta watch your backs. So get it while it's hot. Going over to Tennessee side of the ball. Um, the one player that, like I said, other than Marcus Mariota that scored high tonight was Adam Humphreys. So you've got to wonder if this is a good sign for him or if this is just going to be like a weekly, week-to-week thing with Humphreys. Coming from Tampa Bay, <clears throat> a lot of people were already pretty interested in the fact that he's going to be there now. Because, I mean, he, he shined like in little bits in Tampa Bay, but there's just like, like Corey Davis didn't 
didn't meet those expectations. So having Humphreys in the mix definitely helped. A lot of people after week one were hoping in that AJ Brown was gonna was gonna do some stuff and pull up, but AJ didn't have that great of a night as well. And especially I thought that AJ was gonna have a better night tonight personally, but it ended up being Humphreys. So he was the guy, the wide receiver that uh, that that was the chosen one for Marcus Mariota. Humphreys, maybe in some of these lower leagues, he might be somebody to take a look at if he's still out there on the waiver. If you're in a, a deep league, um, see if he's there. Mo- most leagues, he's probably already going to be owned and rostered. But I like Humphreys. If you didn't get on the chart train um, by now, you're pretty much fucked because DJ's here. And I've been talking about DJ before the season even got here. I had a feeling that he was going to be b- breaking out this year. <clears throat> and lo and behold, 17 fantasy points on Thursday night football. Gotta love it. I don't think that production's going anywhere for Chart. Um, he's going to keep developing himself a, a nice little floor as we keep going on the season. But definitely get your hands on DJ Chark. And remember that him and Minshew uh, were, were the ones that were connecting the most in the preseason. So Chark season is here. Like Shark Week, it's Chark Week every week. Loving DJ Chark, another LSU guy. Shout out to the boot. We saw some Jonu Smith tonight, which was a little different. I, I have like this weird relationship with Jonu Smith where like I, I feel like he's just such like a low-end tight end that could like do something great, but then Delaney Walker steps in. But uh, the game turned out to be not that bad. And sh- oh, shout out to James O'Shaughnessy. Even though he didn't score a whole lot of points, he came out early and fast. I had him in some showdown uh, captain lineups on DK, and I had him as my captain. So I love that right in the beginning because when you're just starting off and everybody's in first place, and then all of a sudden you skyrocket to winning a shitload of money, and then like 10 seconds later you're not anymore, it's just a, it's an amazing thrill. Shout out to O'Shaughnessy. Hell of a name. Like eight pints of beer just like strapped to his body. Just straight Irish tight end target master. Gotta love some O'Shaughnessy. Tight end position is looking hot. Maybe. Probably not. But they did tonight. So because Tennessee's defense sucks at covering the tight end. Um, don't really know why there wasn't a lot thrown to it. But he didn't have to worry about it because Minshew had Chark. And it's Chark season. So go get you some DJ Chark if you haven't already. And if he's not there, then you fucking slept around. And, and this is what you get. And this is your life now. So get over it great Thursday night game enjoyed the shit out of it uh just made me think back to the days of old when Blake Bortles were was wearing ugly mustard yellow jerseys going against Marcus Mariota and the Titans in the younger days when they were in their like powder blue uniforms and it just looked like a cartoon football game and just a bunch of garbage time from Blake Bortles I remember that game fondly just great times in the neighborhood a few years back Shout out to nostalgia. Let's dive into some news. Big news to hit this week. Uh, the biggest of big news is Eli is no longer starting for the New York football giants. It's about fucking time. What does this mean now, though? Does this mean that that we're, we're about to go all in? That this Daniel Jones stuff is about to really happen? I personally don't think so. I mean, who who the fuck is he throwing the ball to? Sterling, Golden Tate coming back after his suspension. Um, I haven't even taken the time to, like, honestly look at this receiving core. And I really don't even want to because I don't think this team's going to be relevant whatsoever. Evan Ingram is about the only player that I know that's on that offense. And then Sterling. So with Daniel coming in, it's just a whole new ball game. Um, 
we might end up seeing some solid fantasy production out of these receivers. I don't really know yet. I don't really know what to expect because, like I said, I just haven't done my research there. So this is your time and your job to be like, I'm going to take some time on this. I'm going to go look and see what the hell I can find about this Giants team because I don't want no part of it. I think personally that this is just going to be one of those years where you're going to have a bunch of toss-up games. There's going to be some games where some of the receivers go the fuck off. And there's going to be a lot of these games where it's just the Saquon show. But if Daniel Jones can come into this team and do what Eli did years, years ago and make some of these no-name guys, you know, big names, then, you know, it's just going to be the the new cycle of the NFL. We're going to start seeing this stuff just, just turning and turning and turning because we've already had so much injury at QB. We've had terrible shit, man. Terrible shit went down this past week as far as QBs go. Sam Darnold's out. Luke Falk, shout Washington State quarterbacks, another Minshew friend. Luke Falk at the Jets. Like, the quarterback situation is just wild right now. Um, so going forward, there's going to be a lot of stuff to look forward to and uh, just making making note of every little thing you can uh, when you're watching these quarterbacks play. You got to. You got to do it. I Unfortunately, I haven't got to watch the second half of the Browns-Jets game when Luke Falk was actually doing some of these things where people said he was looking good because I crashed. I was a tired boy on Monday night, so shame on me for that. I've got to go and watch that other half and watch Luke play. But, you know, Daniel is uh, – they drafted him in the first round for a reason. I feel the same way about Dwayne Haskins in Washington. Like, I, I want to see him play. I mean, Case Keenum's there, but at the same time, it's like you drafted this guy this high for a reason, so let's see him play. Like, And this year almost feels like it's going to be that kind of year for these wild, crazy games with all these new young players and – it's got to eventually evolve into that because we're coming to the end of an era and we all have to realize that me at 27 years old, I'm starting to understand like, holy shit, all these quarterbacks that I grew up watching, they're all leaving and we got new, it's a new league. Um, so going to definitely get into some of these new quarterback situations and what to look for as far as fantasy goes. But uh, Daniel Jones being the first off that list, um, it's just going to be one of those teams that I haven't really done a whole lot. The receiver and I haven't really done a whole lot of investigation in. So I'm going to do a little bit more research on that. Come back to you on Monday's episode to talk a little more about that with Drew. Uh, the next piece that we can get into, though, if we're going to stay on these young quarterbacks, is Mason Rudolph. So unfortunately, Big Ben is going to be out for the entire season uh, with his elbow and that sucks. Steelers fans already had this like cloud over them with, you know, not looking that great. And then, um, you know, Le'Veon and Antonio, and you didn't want to see the legacy be were you, were you ever this good or was it always Antonio and Lev? And so now Ben is pretty much done. Mason Rudolph steps in. And I think out of all these young quarterbacks that we are talking about right now that are kind of taking over these roles in the systems with these quarterbacks that are sitting and that are hurt, I think Mason Rudolph is the one that I like the most. Reason being because he looked good when he when he came in there taking care of business. Um, Vance McDonald, like him and Vance, the tight end, they did pretty pretty damn well. But he also has chemistry with James Washington. And in coming into the season, if you've listened to the show before the season started, you knew where I was at with Dante Moncrief. 
<clears throat> that is absolutely changing now. Now I'm more on the belief of Washington being more of the guy just because of the chemistry that is there with Mason Rudolph. So if any of these quarterbacks right now, if you are having to go after any of them, of the young quarterbacks because your quarterback got hurt or your quarterback um, made out too much, I don't even know why the fuck you would have Sam Darnold, but um, like Mason Rudolph is one you want to go for. That's who I'm going for. That's what I'm going to put my name on and my backing. If you need a quarterback right now, if you are just so fucking thin, go get Mason Rudolph. I back that 100%. And uh, going to the Luke Falk kid. Uh, Luke Falk from Washington State. You know, you, you've got – you're going to have Chris Herndon coming back um, in another week for week four after his suspension served. Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder – the weapons are there, but it's the Jets. So you always have to think about that, too. And, like, as much as I was excited about the Jets, when the season started and then I just kind of saw the Jets be the Jets still, I was like, okay, they're still the Jets right now. So it's going to take, like, a big win or at least at least a couple of wins for me to put any backing on that because we're not going to see Darnold for a little bit, but – if Luke Falk can shine, it's going to be fun to watch. But by no means should you be going after Luke Falk, especially knowing that Darnold's going to eventually come back. Um, unless Luke Falk just looks incredible uh, this week, which is going to be very fucking hard to do because this Jets team is playing one of the toughest teams in the league right now, toughest teams always, and they're going to be at their house which is the New England Patriots. So Luke Falk is going to have some fucking fun. Um, it's gonna if, if Luke Falk can get through this game on Sunday, I might actually be able to back back it up and say, okay, maybe as a streamer for a week or two, if he can fare well against this defense at home for the Patriots, I'll definitely say he's worth a shot. Definitely a DFS shot. I will say that. He's definitely worth taking a shot at in DFS just because nobody's probably going to be playing this guy. Um, so if you want to win some big money and take that chance and he ends up going off, then uh, you'll probably have your pocketbook filled up pretty well. So, I, I But I'm not keeping a close eye on him for tournament at all. Like I said, tournament, if you need a quarterback right now, Mason Rudolph is the way to go. And that's only if, like, there's nobody there. And when I say nobody, I mean, like, um, you know, there's no who, – who can I say here? Uh, there's Marcus Mariota's not there. Honestly, I'd probably start – yeah, you know what? I'd start Mason Rudolph over Marcus Mariota probably. That's that's how ballsy I'm going to be with it. Um, I would definitely probably play him over Marcus because he's just horrible. But, like, if, like, somebody like Matt Stafford's out there, like, he'll get you some staff infection. Um, I picked up Matthew Stafford in the GGFS Pro League this week after I had Cam Newton. Just got the fuck rid of him. Like, I was sick to my stomach with him. I'm done with him. Now he's in a boot. And I went and picked up Stafford, and I had Minshew, and I got Minshew on my bench. So that's my quarterbacks, Matt Stafford and Gardner Minshew. So – Gonna be uh gonna be a really fun year for me in that pro league trying to rebuild. But I did get a win this past week, so I was excited about that. So did get a victory, and I'll definitely talk a little bit about the pro league um, before we wrap up this episode. But I'm just shook like everybody else, man. I really am. I'm just a little 
little blindsided. The the whole Saints things got me a little off. Um, worried about this weekend with Bridgewater starting. If he starts, I, I want to see Taysom Hill in there. People tell me I'm fucking nuts for that, and I don't give a shit because Taysom Hill is electrifying, and I'd rather see Taysom Hill scrambling and running all over the field than Teddy Bridgewater being fucking nervous and sitting in a pocket trying to make something happen and just throwing check downs to Michael Thomas. I want some action. I'll be honest. I'm that guy. I'm not afraid to say that. Put Taysom Hill in, and I'll probably be a little more ecstatic about watching my Saints play on Sunday. But for fantasy purposes, you stay the fuck away from that. You hear me, Garage Fam, you stay the fuck away. I'm not I'm not ready to put my back in on that. There's still other players out there that are available that I think you could have a lot better uh, luck with. But let, let's let's talk about the Pro League. So I haven't really updated anybody on the Pro League and um, and what we have going on. And I'm just going to do a quick rundown again of, of the people that we have in the Pro League. Uh, starting off, D. Brown, our winner uh, of the uh, Garage Guys uh, spot that we had in the league this year. He won the spot uh, for the 12th man. So shout out to D. Brown. He's in the league. Mike Dempsey. Uh, we have Scott Engel, Dan Simborski. Ross Bolin, Drew Dean, uh, Nate Hamilton, Howard Bender. We have Jordan, Garage Guy Jordan, Jordan Gerald. Uh, we have Adam Ronis and Josh Hayes. So that's our entire league. So this past week, I came out on top. Uh, it was 114 to 106 against Josh Hayes. It was a miracle game. Um, never saw it happening. Had uh, Cam Newton at quarterback. He had Baker. I had David Montgomery, he had Kamara, I had Sony Michelle, he had Carry On. I had Michael Thomas, he had Brandon Cooks. I had John Brown, he had Allen Robinson. I had Greg Olson, he had Zach Ertz. I had Hunter Renfro at the Flex, and he had Mark Ingram. I had Robbie Anderson, and he had Deshaun Jackson. That was lucky. Uh, big goose egg there. And then I had the Titans defense, and he had the Packers defense. So I, def- I defied the odds. Um, I won it. Had to hashtag underdog season him. So sorry about that, Josh. But it was an amazing win and victory for me, and it made me feel good inside. And I'm happy that I'm not 0-2 like you. So there's that. Scott Ingles also 1-1. He beat uh, Ross Bolin last week, who is 1-1. Basically, everybody's 1-1 in this league except for Josh Hayes. And it's funny because Josh had a bad year last year. So he drafted a way better team. He avoided Devontae Parker. We have to give him a high five. Everybody go online at Josh Hayes FS and just say high five. You didn't draft Devontae Parker again. So if you're listening to this and you have Twitter, go do that right now at Josh Hayes FS and say high five for not drafting Devontae Parker this year. Good job. But yeah, basically everybody's one and one except for Josh Hayes. So Going to be fun. The standings right now, I'm down in, in 11th. So for the Garage fam, uh, Jordan is the one that's holding it down right now in ninth place. So we're all three lumped up together, 9, 10, and 11. So like I said, week three just started. We got some work to do. We're going to keep grinding it out. But uh, <clears throat> that's the big league, one of the big leagues that I'm in. And then I'm also in the Sleeper Wire Pro-Am um, where I believe I'm one and one as well. And then the Fantasy Twitter Dynasty League uh, with all the uh, the awesome people from the Twitter League. Shout out to those guys. Uh, we, we formed this league er, way early in the season. It's my first Dynasty League. Um, I think we drafted back in April when we had no idea. I had personally, it was just like so out of it. I was so 
balls deep into NASCAR at the time. And uh, my first Dynasty League, I didn't realize how early we drafted. So I'm just like shot in the dark, like so many shot in the darks. But we have so luckily we have a very deep bench, and that's how Dynasty rolls. So happy about that. And then uh, a couple of my other leagues that I'm in, ESPN, some family leagues, um, and then Yahoo and the Roto Baller League, I'm not doing too hot there. So got some work to do. But uh, I hope everybody that's listening to this is having good success in fantasy. If you have any questions, you know, hit me up on Twitter at any time. I'm always willing to help answer questions. Um, and you can also call the hotline at uh, 929-430-GGFS. That's GGFS is 4437 <clears throat> for those of you that can't put letters and numbers together on a uh, dial pad or a tone pad, whatever the fuck you call it, you know, keypad. Yeah, there we go, keypad. So we're going to step away from the NFL for a little bit. We're going to get right back on it with the Sunday slate to get you ready to dominate for week three. Going to help you get your lineups right. We're going to talk about every game. But before we do that, I've got to take a minute to tell you about this weekend on this Saturday, NASCAR is going to Richmond, Virginia, Richmond Raceway, and they're going to be running the Federated Auto Parts 400. Uh, so this is going to be the second race into the NASCAR playoffs. Lots on the line for some of these drivers. Um, and you want to make sure you dominate if you're playing in DFS. We got you covered there. Again, go to patreon.com slash garage guys, and you can check out Drew's NASCAR DFS rankings. He's got everything it takes to win. You can go to rotoballer.com, check out my DFS driver picks and sleepers and drivers to avoid articles. Uh, they should, the sleepers drivers to avoid article is out now, and then you can look out for my driver picks Saturday morning. So you're listening to this and you want to play a little NASCAR DFS this week. You've been listening to me and Drew talk about it for a while and you've you've been hearing how we've been winning and now you're ready to get a little chunk of that uh, chunk of that money pie, then you came to the right place. So I'm not going to go too deep into it tonight, but just want to talk a little bit about Richmond. Uh, so this is a short track race. There's a couple of drivers out there in the field that just dominated short tracks. Martin Truex Jr., he had his first short track victory here earlier this year. So he's going to be another big driver to watch. But I wanted to go over uh, some averages right quick. The three biggest fantasy averages for this week, and this will just be aside from my driver pick. So if you want to know who I'm going to be playing in my lineups for Saturday night, then you need to go to rotoballer.com, check out the NASCAR articles, and look for my article. You'll see all four drivers. You can fit those four drivers into your lineups, and then check out my sleepers and drivers to avoid article for some guys that I think that have the potential to have one of those really good finishes, whether it be a top 10 or a top 5. But these three big guys, Martin Truex Jr., Brad Keselowski, and Kyle Busch. So Truex is averaging 81.25 fantasy points. Keselowski is averaging 73.75. And Kyle Busch is averaging 69.50 fantasy points. So those are your big average guys right there. So any three of those guys uh, would be good to, to put into your lineups and play. This week right here, they're going to be the most expensive guys. But at least, you know, if you play one of those three guys, you're probably going to have some good production. So keep a lookout for them. But as uh, as these playoffs keep going, things are just going to keep heating up more and more. NASCAR is getting coming to a close in November. And so if you haven't got to play this year at all, if you've never played any DFS NASCAR, 
go hop on and play you a lineup one week. If you have any questions about it, you can literally DM me and I will sit and talk to you. You got a phone number. You're cool. You, you, you are you just that interested? I want to help you because NASCAR is, is something that's crazy. And when you get good at it and when you start playing it, the more and more you get addicted to it and you get to a point to where you're going to be watching football on Sunday and you're going to have your laptop screen up with a NASCAR race on. Like that's where I'm at in my life right now. That's how much NASCAR has become a part of me when it comes to the sports that I love and enjoy. Um, and we're going to be going to Talladega again in October, so get ready for some awesome video footage we're going to have on the Garage Guys YouTube page. And I'll be doing a lot of stuff for Rotoballer while I'm there as well. So just a fun, amazing sport. Truex Jr., Keselowski, and, and Kyle Busch are going to be three of the best drivers probably this week based off of their averages. Check out the articles. Go subscribe to the NASCAR tier or to the $10 Garage Fam tier, and you'll get all of the DFS rankings you can handle with NASCAR and NFL on Garage Guys Patreon. All right, it's time. NFL Week 3, Sunday Slate. We're going to kick it off with the Bengals going to Buffalo against the Bills. This game right here I'm super excited about. This is going to be a Josh Allen fest. The Cincinnati Bengals just have not looked that great on defense. Fire up Josh Allen in DFS and in tournaments this week. It's going to be huge. Um, Also really digging John Brown this week. And I think Singletary is going to be able to have him a little bit of fun as well. Those three guys from the Bills team are who I'm going to be pulling for and who I think are going to give you your best chance to score Big fantasy points. On the Bengals' side of the ball, you better bench that defense. I don't know why the hell you would even have it. If you do, you're probably in a lot of trouble. So just don't even bother playing it. If that's the only defense you have and you can't get another one, just don't even play a defense. Probably not worth it. Um, I I have a feeling that the Bills are going to piss stomp the Bengals. A lot of people have been going to grab Andy Dalton recently. I don't think it's a bad move. I think that there's definitely going to be some garbage time in this game for Dalton on that side. Um, I think this is going to be a John Ross day. Uh, I think Boyd will get a little bit of production. But as far as like the big plays and, and touchdowns, I think that John Ross is going to be a little more involved. Joe Mixon had everybody worried last week, too. Um, I'm worried about Joe Mixon this week. Uh, this Bills defense is, is probably still going to be on their A game. Uh, Joe, from what we saw last week with Joe, if he is hurt, I don't want him to get re-injured, but there's definitely going to probably be a little bit of Giovanni Bernard in there until he's just 100% rocking and rolling. But um, I'm not feeling too hot about Joe Mixon this week. Ultimately, I think the Bills are going to take this one. The Lions are traveling to flip, flip, flip Adelphia to play the Eagles. Uh, The Eagles are pretty much banged up right now with Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey being, being a little bit rough. So... Uh, If you were able to get Nelson Aguilar off the waiver wire, rock and roll, fire up some Nelson Aguilar this week. Um, I like Aguilar, and then definitely like me some Miles Sanders going against the Lions defense. Uh, Carson Wentz, I don't think he's going to have that high scoring of a game just because they're a little bit depleted, but he's still Carson Wentz, and as long as he doesn't pull the magic trick and disappear and then come back like he did against the Falcons last week, um, I think that they're going to have what it takes to win. I just I don't think this Lions team is going to be able to to pull off a win in Philadelphia. But that doesn't mean that I hate players off the Lions. I myself am starting Matthew Stafford this week. Um, the the Eagles defense has been giving up a good bit of points to quarterbacks. So 
I'm all aboard Matt Stafford this week. I think that uh, Kenny Galladay is going to have a day. Um, I think it's going to be more of a wide receiver show. But then again, I mean, carry on is carry on. If you drafted him, you drafted him high, you're going to play him. Um, I I like Kenny Galladay. I love Matt Stafford this week. Jets at Patriots. You can cross any hopes and dreams for the Jets off your list this week. It's going to be a downright piss-stomping by the Pats. I wouldn't even be surprised if uh, – if we saw some second string coming in towards the end of this game, uh, I want to say that the Jets are going to do something great. I, you know, we'll, we'll probably get a Le'Veon Bell touchdown. You'll get your yardage out of Le'Veon. Le'Veon will do his thing. As far as the receivers go, my gut's telling me to go with Jamison Crowder this week. Um, like I said, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of Luke Falk playing. But if I had to just like internally just like try to muster up this energy and feel what I'm feeling like my brain is just telling me Jamison Crowder is the one to go with if I'm going to have a a wide receiver. I think that we're going to see a lot of coverage on Robbie Anderson. But uh, Patriots side of the ball, Tom Brady has become fantasy relevant again. And this is the week, like most weeks, you're going to want to play him. Uh, this Jets defense is still a little bit banged up. Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, need I say more? The wide receiver game has become about just as uncertain as the running game in New England now because of all of the, the fucking talent they have. So one person I can feel good about this week is going to be Tom Brady. Other than that, I would have to say Antonio Brown gets his share again. And then I think we're going to see Julian Edelman incorporate a little bit more this week as well. So um, I'm all systems go with Julian. Going to be another just laid back press conference by old Billy Belichicki when he just tells everybody, well, it's the Jets and we're the Patriots. Raiders at Vikings. This could be exciting. Um, as we all saw last week, Green Bay just like outplayed Minnesota completely. Like Minnesota didn't even look like the same team that they were in week one uh, when they were playing against Green Bay. This Raiders team is believing in themselves. So like they're like got butterflies, you know, they're like they're trying to fly. They've got their wings flapping and flapping and Tyrell Williams or, or I'm sorry, Ty Williams as they're calling him now because he's a new person. He's not the same person anymore because he doesn't have electricity on his head. He's got like a guy with an eye patch now. So Tyrell Williams, uh, he's becoming a favorite. Shout out to the clock. Tyrell Williams is becoming a favorite in Oakland and he's becoming a fantasy favorite as well. So you got to rock and roll with Tyrell Williams at this point and understand that he is just he's there and he's relevant and he's on the map. So he's the one to look at when you're looking at this Raiders offense. I did play a little bit of Renfro last week. I thought that maybe he would shine a little bit brighter against that Kansas City defense, but um, it turns out that they were covering him pretty damn well. So Tyrell Williams, I'm not confident starting Derek Carr at, at a, as a fantasy quarterback. I like Tyrell Williams. And then I like some Josh Jacobs. But I think that this Vikings defense is going to wake back up this week. So I'm comfortable starting the Vikings defense against the Raiders, especially with them being at home in Minnesota. I don't see this Raiders team coming in there and upsetting anybody. Vikings side of the ball, Stephon Diggs did the damn thing on Sunday. I think we're going to see a little more of Adam Thielen's turn this week. So I like Adam Thielen against the Raiders. 
Um, also loving Dalvin Cook this week. So Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, those are my hot plays. And I really don't know if I'm feeling Stefan Diggs this week yet. Um, I'm just something's telling me to go more Adam Thielen in this game. But overall, should be a pretty decent game to watch. Uh, excitement factor game right here: Ravens at the Chiefs. So Ravens are traveling to Arrowhead. This is going to be an amazingly electric game. We saw this game happen last year in just the craziness of it. This is going to be a slugfest shootout. Um, I'm comfortable firing up just about everybody you can in this game. Um, I think we're going to see a little more Sammy Watkins action. I don't really think the the whole Robinson thing is going to be what everybody bought into the hype. I know some people that spent a shitload of money in their fab money and almost have depleted their fab money. Uh, on that guy, which I find incredibly nuts, but different strokes for different folks. I like me some Damian Williams. I think Damian's going to be able to find some lanes against this really tough defense. I just, I, I think that it's going to be one of those defy the odds games where you're just like, I don't think that he's going to be great against this defense, but then you're going to see Damian come out and just be like, I'm fucking great. Look at me. I'm fucking unleashing. I'm going nuts. Uh, Sammy Watkins, Pat Mahomes. I'm comfortable saying that Travis Kelsey is going to have three touchdowns in this game. I'm, I'm putting my, my stamp of approval on that. Three touchdowns for Travis Kelsey. And that is an unbiased opinion because I only own him in like one league. So stamp of approval, I think we're going to see Travis Kelsey get three touchdowns in this game. Putting that there. Ravens side of the ball, I think we're going to see some Willie Sneed. I'm feeling some need for Sneed. I'm going to be playing some Willie Sneed and some DFS this week. Like Willie, of course, got to fire up Lamar and um, get get Mark Ingram in your lineup. I'm going to leave it at that. Falcons are traveling to the Colts. I think this is going to be an easy Falcons win. As much as I hate to have to say that, uh, the Saints fan of me is dying inside right now, but I think this is going to be a Falcons win against this Colts team. Um, I don't think that they're going to be able to handle it. I think that that win that they had – against the Eagles last week uh, on Monday night or Sunday night is going to give them a little bit of confidence going on the road. I think they're going to find a way to make it happen. I like some Calvin Ridley here. Um, I don't really know if I'm on board with Austin Hooper this week. Um, I know that the Colts have been pretty decent at covering the tight end. So he's going to be somebody that I would probably look in another direction for a tight end. Uh, So he's just one of the guys that I'm not that confident on. Um, in this game on the cold side of the ball though um, I am feeling me some Marlon Mack I want some Mack attack and I don't hate the Jacoby Brissett play but I don't really love it either Um, I think that things might get a little bit shaky in this game for him so it's going to be one of those just to watch um, but definitely going more Falcons players than I am Colts players just because I think the Falcons are going to be able to get this one on the road the Broncos at the Packers. This is going to be fucking fun. If you have the Packers defense, fire them up. Um, I, I like the Packers defense in uh, in DFS this week as well. As much as I want Joe Flacco to do good, I don't know if this is going to be the week to do it. The Packers defense has shown that they are real in the first two weeks. And for them to do what they did to Minnesota last week, I can only imagine what's about to go down against the Broncos if it's going to be anything like it was against the Bears. So not not too hot on anybody on that Broncos team. Um, Packers all the way. I think uh, Devontae Adams, as always, consistent man. 
Um, but, yeah, that's the, the big strong play of this week for defense. I'm going all in on the Packers. And, uh, like I said, Broncos, if I had to pick one player from the Broncos that I like, it's going to be Emmanuel Sanders. And that's where I'm going to leave it at for them. Dolphins-Cowboys, another game just going to be all-out Cowboys. I don't even want to talk about Miami. Cowboys defense going to be the number one defense this week. Uh, Dak Prescott is going to just shine. Just, if you've got a player from the Cowboys, just fire him the fuck up. It's going to be good times. Giants at Buccaneers. So we're going to get to see Daniel Jones um, going to start his first NFL start. It's going to be in Tampa against this Bucks team. I think that Bruce Arians and Buccaneers fans are all going to be pretty happy by the end of this game. I don't see an upset coming at all. Um, <clears throat> I think that the Bucks are going to be able to have their shit together. Players that I like from this game. Definitely going to have to go with Evan Ingram on the Giants' side of the ball just because um, it doesn't seem like the Bucks have been able to really cover that tight end position at, at, that well at all. You saw what Cam Newton did with Greg Olson when they played against the Bucks. So Evan Ingram could be your guy, especially having Daniel Jones and a new fresh arm in there to throw him a ball. Maybe we'll see something different out of Evan. So I do like Evan Ingram this week. I will say that on the Giants. Everybody else pretty much is just kind of a toss-up in the air. I'm not going to get too specific on them. Buccaneers side of the ball, I'm hot on Ronald Jones. Um, I think Peyton Barber is going to get in there and he's going to do a little bit of work, but I think that we're going to end up seeing Ronald Jones get some backfield work, and I think that Ronald Jones is going to be able to be a little more explosive than Peyton in this game. So hot on Ronald Jones, not so hot on Peyton Barber. Uh, Jameis Winston, if there was going to be any week you were going to play him at quarterback, this is the one in DFS. This is going to be a fun, fun game. There are better options out there for quarterback this week. But Jameis has a really good shot at putting up a really good fantasy stat line. So start you some Jameis. Now for my upset of the week, Panthers-Cardinals. Yes, I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to win this fucking game. Cam Newton is in a walking boot. Um, he's not going to be playing this Sunday. That basically just dampens everything on the Panthers' side of the ball for me. Even though Cam sucks shit, and even if Cam was starting, I would still say that the Cardinals were going to find a way to win this game. Um, hot on David Johnson. David Johnson's going to have himself a day. Larry Fitzgerald's going to have himself a day. And Kyler Murray's going to shine. This is going to be the game the Panthers are going to lose on the road. Start up some Arizona Cardinals players. A lot of people have been going after Christian Kirk. Um... I could see Andy Isabella getting a touchdown in this game. So I have a little hunch that Isabella's going to score a touchdown. So that's where I'm feeling for this Cardinals-Panthers game. You better go ahead and sit Greg Olson. I know it looks appealing. I know that this this Arizona defense hasn't really been able to cover that tight end that well. This is not going to be the same. It's just not going to be the same. Uh, Cam and Greg just connect. I don't really know what we're going to see out of – Kyle Allen, I haven't even really watched a whole lot of, of him in the preseason, so I, I don't I don't really know what to expect. All I know is that I'm not playing any Panthers. I'm I'm gonna leave them off. The only Panther that deserves to be played is Christian McCaffrey, and that's that's where I'm at this year with them. <clears throat> the Steelers at the 49ers. Mason Rudolph is taking charge going up against this 49ers defense. A lot of people are saying to start the 49ers defense. I don't think it's a bad play. I don't think it's that bad of a play, but I'm just saying don't count on on, on old uh, Rudolph 
to to be too too bad here. I think that we could see him rack up some garbage time points for sure. And I still think that he's going to be able to effectively move the ball. I'm just kind of feeling some Mason Rudolph right now. Um, I think that he's going to be able to find a way to make things happen. I don't think that he's going to make it that easy on this 49ers defense as everyone else thinks so. So don't be afraid to play him. Don't definitely put some James Washington in your lineups. Not really feeling the creep no more. Moncrief's kind of out. I'm, I'm moving on, moving moving into more of the younger guys now. It looks like this, things are changing a little bit. Um, and then on the 49ers side of the ball, Jimmy G had him a damn good day. Um, Marquise Goodwin season's back. Going to probably see a lot of Goodwin in this game. Starting Goodwin this week myself. So I like Goodwin. Um, Kittles and Bits time. Put your Kittles up. Uh, Kittles. Taste the Kittles. Taste the rainbow of the Kittles. Whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, like him. And then as far as this backfield goes, I'm going to go ahead and say Brita gets a little bit of action this week. And Mozart got some some attention I think that they're going to be the Steelers defense may not be that good but they're still going to have enough uh enough film that they've they've watched him and how he's moved so I think that we could see Brita have a little bit more action this week than we did last week so keep an eye out for Matt Brita I'm just going to go ahead and give you that tip Saints at Seahawks unfortunately I think the Seahawks are going to win this game um especially if Teddy Bridgewater starting even with Taysom in the Seahawks at home are just fucking tough and especially when you've got an injured team. Like, if Drew Brees was in here, like, I, there would be no doubt about it. They're going to find a way to win on the road. Now, at this point, I don't really see it happening. I think the Seahawks are going to take this game. So, I am fully okay with starting the Seattle Seahawks defense this week. And a lot of Saints fans listening to me right now are going to be like, how fucking could you? It's because, well, I'm doing a fantasy show right now. And when I'm on Saints Twitter, I'll probably just be like – Fuck myself. I'll probably be cussing at myself for saying all this. But I want to help you win, and this is what I'm doing to help you win. I would fire up that Seahawks defense. I would definitely be playing some DK Metcalf, and I would absolutely be playing some Chris Carson this week. I just don't see how the Saints offense is going to be able to move, especially with that 12th man there in Seattle, um, it's a home game for them. I just I'm 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 on Seattle this week. I, I think that Seattle's offense is going to be able to kind of to click around and get some things going. Um, there's a reason that the Saints defense stayed on my bench and I played the Titans defense tonight, even though I love the shit out of Gardner Minshew and knew that he was going to have himself a damn good game. I still play that Titans defense just because I think Seattle's going to really find a way to tear the club up this week. So as much as I hate to say it, got to say it. Uh, Texans at Chargers, the one of the last late games we'll talk about. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Texans to win this one. Deshaun Watson's going to have himself a bounce-back week from the shit that he did last week, even though the Chargers have a decent defense. I still think that Deshaun's going to find a way to mix it up on the road. D-Hop gets back in action, and I think that Duke Johnson's going to be able to move that ball a little bit more this week. So not really feeling the Carlos Hyde this week, more Duke Johnson. On the Chargers' side of the ball, I have a feeling that Austin Eckler's going to have a little more of a hard time getting that run game going this week. Um, so if you have some other options than Eckler, I mean, if, if you're in a tournament, obviously you're going you're gonna to play Eckler just because of what he's been doing. But on DFS, I'm, I'm looking at some different options than Eckler this week. Um, 
I think that that this Houston defense has, has had, you know, two weeks worth of film on him. I think that they're going to be able to find a way to be a little more effective in stopping that running game. And uh, that's going to allow this uh, this Chargers offense to, to get that ball in the air a little bit more. So I am feeling a little bit bigger of a day. I think that if Mike Williams is going to have the big days, like everybody was hyping him up so fucking much, um, I think that Mike Williams could see a good bit of production because they're going to make sure that they are double teaming the fuck out of Keenan Allen. So I like some Mike Williams this week. Um, and tournament, especially not that high on Austin, Austin Eckler. I think that he's going to have a little bit more trouble. And he's going to run into a little more trouble in this Texans defense. I think they're a little bit more prepared for him and they want to make Phillip throw that ball and hopefully get some interceptions. So Houston defense might be a uh, – might be a wild card defense to look out for in fantasy. And finally, Sunday night football. Rams headed to Cleveland to play the Browns. May God have mercy on Cleveland's soul. This is all I can really say. Um, I don't think that this is going to be a total domination by the Rams. I think that Cleveland's going to struggle bad. But then Baker's going to be like, you know what? Fuck this shit. We're playing football. I can see that definitely going down this week. So I um, am looking forward to watching this Browns team play. It's going to be hot for Jarvis Landry. I'll say that. Um, Odell's definitely going to get his, trust me. But Jarvis is probably going to get looked at a little bit more by Baker just because you you got to just know that this defense is going to be gung-ho all over the place. They know that they're going up against OBJ. They know they got to keep him contained. That focus is going to be off of there. Njoku's not going to be playing, so that tight end position is pretty much washed. So it's literally just Jarvis Landry, OBJ, and then you got Nick Chubb in the backfield with Baker. And then they got their backup tight end coming in, so I'm pretty much fading that one out right there. The Rams side of the ball, um, the Browns defense isn't really going to like – they're going to put up a fight, but, I mean, it's still – it's a lot to handle this this offense. I think it's going to be a little more of a passing game than a run game, to be honest. So I think that Jared Goff could produce some really good fantasy points in this game. I think that he's going to be able – I think Robert Woods is going to wake up a little bit more this week too, so I do like Woods out of the three – um, just looking at the, the defense and who's going to be covering everybody. But Woods is definitely one that, I, that I'm looking at because the, a lot of the attention is moved to like Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks. So I think Woods is going to be able to have himself a big game in Cleveland. But um, definitely starting more Rams players than I am Browns players. But I do like some Nick Chubb and I do like some Jarvis Landry. Um, but just in total, you want to if, if you got this one game, you're playing the sh- the Sunday night showdown. You want to load up with more Rams players because unfortunately, I think they're going to have themselves another win. And as much as I love the Saints, you obviously know that I hate the Rams about just as much as I do the Falcons. So that was the Sunday slate rundown. Um, if you have any more questions or want to be want me to be a little more specific on, on a couple of things, then just hit me up on Twitter at Garage Guy Chase, and I'll answer those questions for you. Um, if or if you're if you're a patron on the Patreon page, you'll you'll see a little bit more in depth coverage of of what we're doing there. So that's another way you can check it out. But um, I always don't mind to help anyone out. I'm always here. I'm always on Twitter. So just uh, feel free to tag me and ask me a question. Before we wrap this episode up, I have two voicemails to play. Um, one is from our our main man, Tommy, from the 2-on-1 Fantasy Sports Podcast. And then we had Crazy Earl call back in. 
So uh, let's go ahead and play these voicemails and see what these guys had to say. So this is Tommy from 2-on-1 Fantasy Football Podcast. What up, Garage Guy Chase? What up, Garage Fam? This is Tommy from the 2-on-1 Podcast. Just calling to say what's up. And uh, got a question for you. Who do you guys feel the most confident about uh, for a new quarterback starting this week? Uh, Mason Rudolph, Teddy Bridgewater, or Daniel Jones? I have my answer, so I'm curious what your guys' answer is. All right, man. Peace. Thanks for that call, Tommy. Um, as you've probably already heard on this show, if you've already listened to it, I'm very confident in, uh, in Mason Rudolph. I think that he's going to be the one out of those three that are going to be able to, uh, to make some shit happen, especially with him going up against the 49ers. Even though it's a road game, I still think that Rudolph has what it takes, and out of those three guys, it's got to be him. So that's where I'm at. I'm all aboard Mason Rudolph. Talked a little bit about that earlier in the show. So thanks for calling in, dude. Appreciate you. You can get a hotline on two-on-one, and I'll call in that one too. And everybody listening to this should check out the two-on-one fantasy football podcast. Great show. Uh, Garage Guys Fantasy Sports and two-on-one fantasy sports are, 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 are great friends. Like, they, they grew up together. Real shit. Real talk. Let's get to the next voicemail before we go. Crazy Earl. What did Crazy Earl had to say for us? Garage fam, it is crazy freaking Earl. I'm back. Um, it's Thursday, September 19th. It's late, late, late in the third, man. And I think I can hear the, the chance for Ryan Tannehill in the nosebleeds. <laughs> Mariota looks like garbage, man. Speaking of garbage, man, I've, get, I've been getting my garbage twice weekly the past two weeks. Once in the form of my garbage guy. Secondly, in the form of OJ freaking Howard, man. He's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Got to get him out of your lineup, in my opinion. Who y'all's guy thus far who's been absolutely garbage? He's mine. Secondly, we had some big injuries last week. Breeze, Roethlisberger. I mean, what's going to happen there? What's y'all's opinion, man? I think the Saints will be fine, possibly. But Pittsburgh, man, I think I think it's time to rebuild there. I just want to hear y'all's thoughts. Love everything y'all are doing. Crazy Earl's out. (laughs) Got to love Crazy Earl. Um, Earl... I uh, I gotta disagree with you on Pittsburgh, man. I think that I think that Rudolph is is gonna be fine. Like I said, I I just I have I have a really good feeling about the guy. I just do have a good feeling about the guy. So I had to go from the bottom there. Um, I am a little more worried about that Saints offense though. But I'm glad you're optimistic, Earl. I need I need people like you, Crazy Earl, right now to keep me optimistic. Is because as much as I of a positive person as I try to be, it's very hard for me to be positive with the Saints and the situation they're in. But, yeah, the, the garbage woman, the form of the garbage guy, and then O.J. Howard. Yeah, O.J. Howard has been garbage, man. Bruce Arians did come out and say that O.J. will get his. So take that as you will. If you're one of those type of people that just believe whatever the coach says in the press conference, then you know go ahead and play him again. Me, personally, I'm taking him the fuck out of my lineup. Um, Cameron Brait is still there in the red zone, and that's what matters at the end of the day. They are still using both those tight ends, and Brait's the one that normally ends up getting those touchdowns in the end zone. I'm not, I'm not feeling too hot about OJ and PPR. Um, Godwin and Evans are, are there, and this run game's getting getting a little bit more sped up. So, I, I, I I'm calling it like I see it. I don't think OJ's going to do it. But as far as a guy that has been garbage for me so far this season. That uh that I just completely hate. It's week two. It's got to be Cameron Newton. Um, I didn't feel comfortable drafting him. 
I drafted him. I tried to be positive about him, and he did exactly what I thought he was going to do, which was suck ball sack. So that's my garbage guy. And then whenever Drew gets back around, I'll find out what Drew's garbage guy has been uh, through week three um, at this point. So we'll get back to you on that crazy Earl. But thank you for calling. Thank you, Tommy, for calling. Everybody keep calling the hotline, 929-430-GGFS on Sundays. Over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, you call, ask about your waiver wire questions on Sunday night after the games are wrapping up when we're recording. If you just call before like 10 o'clock on a Sunday night, the chances are your recording is going to make it onto the Monday morning show. And then on Friday, call and talk to us about your week. Uh, on Thursdays before 10 o'clock, you can call talk to us about your week, talk, talk to us about who to start, who to sit. Those are those appropriate time frames to ask those questions, and we're going to get you on the show. So shout out to all of our Garage Fam voicemail callers. We love you. Garage Fam, we'll see you on Monday. Have a fantastic NFL weekend. Watch NASCAR on Saturday. Sports. Party. Repeat. Get back.